Thank you for tuning in to If You Don't Know, Now You Know. Welcome to the show. Let's get this party started. Oh, yeah, buddy. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Uh, all right, all right, all right. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to If You Don't Know, Now You Know. Mr. Hecker, thank you for joining us. Much love. Appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your time. Thank, thank you. you very much. Ale, Alessandia. I was like, I'm going to lead that into something. Alejandro, lasagna. Nailed it. No. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How good are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Real pretty good? good? Real good. Like, real fucking good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, good. No, well, thanks no, for I'm pretty good. Thanks for coming on the show. I uh, appreciate you coming out here and, uh, yeah, getting on here because this is. This has been a long time coming. I've been waiting for to have this conversation. Thank you. That's good to know. Yeah. What am I? The you yes. are number. No, actually, you're number 11. Oh, that's my lucky number. Oh, oh that shit is meant to you be. You know what? That is crazy because, yeah, I was wondering who was going to be number 11. You're number 11. Here it is. I mean, I should have been the first, but it's okay. okay. 11's my lucky number. So it's my lucky number too. 11. No, you got to pick a new lucky number. It's okay. You're going to kick me out of 11? You're out of 11. 11's my birthday. Okay. Righto. So. I'm I chose it 12. First. I'm the 12th, so I'm oh, close. Oh, you can have 12. Okay, I'll have 12. Then. Right. Okay. I'm glad we settled that. We have witnesses. Yeah, we have witnesses now. <laughs> right, guys, we'll get back to that one. Let's go. Run us through who you are, what you're about, and what you do. Cool. So, hi, guys. Welcome to If You Don't Know, Now You Know. <laughs> um, I'm Alice. I'm a women's body freedom coach. Sorry, Alessandia. Yes, Alessandia. Alessandia. Um, I'm a women's body freedom coach, so I help women overcome negative self-talk and limiting beliefs so that they can step into a life filled with passion and purpose. So I am the owner of Kit Camp, which is a women's only body positive boot camp based on the Gold Coast. And I'm also obviously an online women's empowerment coach. And my like just deepest why is from the fact that growing up with my beautiful mother, who did the best that she can with what she knew. The fact that she didn't know enough, didn't have the tools to be able to be her most powerful self meant that I wasn't really raised with the tools myself to really understand my self-worth, my power, my boundaries, all of those sort of things. And so I had quite a troubled childhood. As a mother of two baby girls, I don't want that experience for them. So that really empowers me to ensure that the women in my circle all get to win. They all get celebrated and they all get equipped with like a, an epic tool belt of like tips and strategies to be able to use so that those times when you're not really living at your highest self, you can remember like, God damn, I am a queen. I am everything that I need. And those tools to help come back to that being that person. Um, yeah, doom. I love that boom. intro. Bang. Up, boom. Did you practice that? I did. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I was like, when you were saying, I was like, man, I was like, that's good. I was like, this is like, did you write that shit down? Because I was like, that's, you know, explaining you, that hits the nail on your head. My balls. Thank you. Plug, where can we find you? Give us your Instagrams and stuff like that. So if you've got your phone out there, you want to suss you out. Yeah. So I keep it simple for y'all. On Facebook, I'm Alessandria Montana. On Instagram, I'm Alessandria Montana. And then you can find me also on KitCamp underscore GC if you want to follow my boot camps and their journey. Um, but, yeah, just connect with me and I'll show you the way. You will. You will. 
You had a strong group of women in your circle as well. So, you know, kudos to you for that. I um, had the pleasure of experiencing that myself. And, you know, we've done an event last weekend uh, with our women's men's medicine event, I guess. Is that what you would call it? Men's medicine, women's walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, men's medicine, women's walk. And that was a, uh, a powerful weekend. Let's, was, let's yeah. go into that. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk women. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm really grateful to be able to be not only friends with yourself and Lino, but also a part of such an incredible, incredible movement. So when men's medicine obviously first came into fruition, I remember watching the first video and being like, fuck, it's like the only time I've ever wanted to be a man because I was just like, <laughs> I want to, I want that. I want to be a part of that. Like You, I felt you this, and every other woman was <laughs> like, we want that. Where's my turn? Like, like it felt so sexist. Like how on dare the Instagram you? and like <laughs> girls are like, oh, when's our one? I was like, shit, man. I was like, let the guys at least have one we day. Just, we get one thing, one <laughs> thing. Like, let us have one. Nah, sorry. You got to share. Um, But yeah, it took months and months and months of me kind of like dropping hints to Lino before he was like, okay, look, let's do the thing. And the first one was Kit Camp inspired. Like it was Kit Camp kind of hiring men's medicine to do this walk. And I'm just like, it was 10 times more than I could have ever expected it to be because the movement that you've made for men has been so powerful and so needed to create that space for men to be able to be open and so free with their emotions women already kind of have that. They have that safety around like being able to be vulnerable. Like we're known as emotional, right? But where I found the difference for women versus men in that space is learning that A, when we're emotional, that we can share and be not judged for it. But B, also that the emotion is strength and to come back to that power that we have within, to not be victim to our emotions, but to actually come back to that power. And like I can be in control and I can use this emotion to fuel something greater. Mm. So I found that really powerful in the women's walk. And I'm just like, ah, yeah, like so glad that we keep doing more and more and more. <laughs> yeah. And like coming back to like the original question, like the women's walk this weekend. I mean, other than the one I was originally a part of, because that will forever hold such an important place in my heart as far as what I experienced from it for myself, like my own personal journey. This most recent one, I just think because it was post-COVID that there was so much more gratitude in the room. Everyone really like just really worshipped and understood and really like enjoyed the opportunity Mm. that it was and really like went with it. It was probably my favorite walk again other than my one Um, to date because just the connection in the room that they cultivated, the transformations that they experienced and even going on, like watching the women, the way that they connect in the community that came together because of this walk has just been the greatest gift. Yeah. It's, it's a cool day. Hey, and I, cause we'd been obviously locked up, um, it was the whole COVID thing. And I was out there and I was like, had a couple of moments while I was there and you know, it had, you know, it had arms around women we were in our circle and I was like, wow, oh, man, I was like, this is like, we are this so is, lucky. I was like, like this so epic. lucky. I was yeah. like, bah, I just had a moment there. I was like, a bit of emotion rushed over me and I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm so glad that we get to do this. And it's such yeah. a powerful day, especially to see all the women go there um, and just fully lean in. I have to always acknowledge the women. Hey, and I had this conversation. I'm like, the girls always seem to lean in more, like even like just in every way. You know, the men go there, but I, I um, you know, for me, I, I really like going on the walks with the women. They, um. They go one handy, hey. They like. I think that like a big piece around that is 
and I'll speak from like my experience and especially my experience now as a mom is as a woman, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to finally choose yourself as a mom more so like we are in our bodies, like genetically designed, socially conditioned to nurture, to put other people first. So when a woman, like when a woman chooses to do something for herself, it's really come from a actual choice. It's not like a, oh yeah, cool. Let's just fucking do this thing. Like they've really made a decision to step into this. So to commit 10 hours or eight hours, like whatever it is, like to a day to really put yourself first and fill your cup and get what you need, you know, they've gone all in on that commitment. So they're not going to yeah, half-ass it. That's exactly what, so, that's, oh, that just like landed there with me. I'm like, I know those women have got, you know, kids and stuff at home as well. And they don't want to be out there, you know, away from their families because they're providers. They're looking yeah. after their kids. We ain't wasting no time. Yeah. We, we're in, we get it done. We've got to go home because we're shit to do. I've got <clears> dinner to make, you know, kids <laughs> to clean up from, you know, like it, the li- life keeps going on. This is our one shot, one opportunity. <laughs> So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it eh? even like on the way home like the women get down there we get all the activities and get the day done and we're like okay we gotta go home and they're like yep let's go let's let's boost home the guys hey bro what's going on i'm like I'm like the first time we took the women i'm like look i'm just gonna walk up the hill and i like just let us know if you need to stop and they're like no no just keep walking yeah i was like you sure i can walk all the way up and like they just trudged up the hill and just got home and i was like why aren't the men like this? I was like, you guys just fuck around all day. I was like, we get home in like an hour with the men. It's like two and a half hours. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, the other thing that cracks yeah. me up is there's like a stage during the day where we, you know, we give you guys some activities to do and write a few things out. And with the guys, it's like, you know, we're talking and Lena was yarning and telling, you know, telling them what to do and what to write down. And with the guys, usually we say it and then everyone's like, Oh, what did he say, bro? Like, what do we write down? And then they, oh, you know, oh, you know, this X, Y, Z. The women okay, we've said done it. it. And then I'm like looking around. I'm like, oh, shit. They, they all listened. Yeah. <laughs> they all listened. Yeah. And we're finished. Like, we've listened. We've done the thing. We're like, what's next? That's exactly. I was like, there's a moment there because that's usually like part of the day where you walk around, you know, you know, help and, you know, make sure everyone's clear on what's going on. I'm standing there. I'm like looking at Lena. I'm like. I got nothing to do. I got nothing to do. <laughs> I can go home now. My job All is these done. women listen. I was like, I don't have to say shit. <laughs> it was such a refreshing moment. I was like, you know, just working with, you know, women in general. I was like, far out. That's just like, you know, it just cracks me up looking back at those such little things like that just make me laugh, eh? Men underestimate us, eh? Yeah. They do. They do. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk, like, what's a dream and vision for yours? Like, I know, you know, being in this space for a while now, like, What's the future hold for you? This is oh, a deep you, question. You are opening a can of worms, Yeah, my buddy, let's go. Um, oh, where do I start? So it recently came into my fruition. Obviously, Kit Camp was designed because I saw a really big gap in the, the fitness industry to nurture mental health, yep. to nurture anxiety, depression, social anxiety disorder, to create community and use exercises nutrition and nutrition as a way to assist and support mental health rather than, you know, got to have the right mindset, got to have discipline, got to have commitment to exercise, to get a good body. I decided to flip the script. Um, that came because of my body dysmorphia, my sort of like my body image issues, my low self-worth that I realized, man, I'm the skinniest I've ever been. I still hate my body. When is this going to change? Mm. And it was because my body wasn't the problem. It was my self-worth. And I was continually 
trying to change the exterior to feel better about myself. So that's where like Kick Camp was born. And whilst that still really resonates with me as far as I, what I want the women around me to be able to achieve, now that I have two baby girls, it's hitting me even, even deeper that we get to start even sooner. So the self-worth issues for me came from obviously like childhood trauma. I came from being bullied most of my life, being from like, you know, a lot of the the conversations, like I look like a boy because I had no boobs growing up. So bam, boob job. Yeah. I, you know, my first boyfriend cheated on me because whatever his reason was, that's his story. But for me, that was like, oh my God, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not sexy enough. I'm not feminine enough. So I started hair extensions, eyelashes, you know, whatever, like trying to, all the physical appearance things. And realistically, even that, it stemmed from way sooner and that, that those self-worth stories. So for, for me, I'm like, I don't want my daughters to ever doubt their beauty, doubt their worth, be bullied and not know how to stand in their power and stand up for what they believe in and stand up for themselves. And I don't want my, my children to ever think that they are not worthy of my love or anyone else's or that they don't have everything that they need already. So for me, I know that my experience was, as I mentioned earlier, like on this, um, in this conversation was my mom didn't have those tools, didn't have those tips, didn't have the support that she required to be able to nurture me as a child. Yeah. Like as I was developing my own personality and everything that I was allowed at larger than life kid, like I <laughs> was not the easiest child to take care of. So props to you, mom, you did your best. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like, like I have Soraya, my, my baby, my, she's nearly three. She is a wild child. She is a hundred percent my mirror. And I'm like, sweet Jesus. But I really get to be able to have the tools to know how to fill my cup, to cultivate patience, to make sure I love myself first, to make sure I'm always choosing myself first so that when it comes to honoring her energy and you know, nurturing herself, that I have everything like all of my I's dotted and my T's crossed so that I have that space and that energy to nurture her personality yeah. as well, which is where that balance wasn't there for me and my mom. Like it was just like, I don't have time for you. Like I can't do this. Like, oh, you're a bad child. Like fix it with all these other things. Mm. Go to work, go to work, make money so I can pay for things to fix my daughter kind of thing. Um, where like for so many of us, for so many of us, even for the women without children, like if we're always giving to other people, what is left for us? And if we have nothing left, are you looking internally to fill your own cup or are you looking externally to get someone else to validate you and give you that love and that attention that you need? And for so many of us, it's the second one. We're looking for the other half, our perfect partner. We're looking for the friendships. We're looking for the job that's going to make us happy because it gives us money because then we can spend money on things that we want. Yeah. But realistically... It's all here. It is. And when we work on that internal stuff, everything else comes together. So I really do want to be a part of something that, and this is where Men's Medicine Times ties in so beautifully, be a part of something that helps women stand back in their power and so they can live a life of just complete freedom of expression from a place of pure, pure love and compassion so that we like, we're raising better children. We can start to stop the cycle of like bullying and self-doubt and, you know, broken children creating broken relationships, creating broken children, you know, like yeah. that generational that cycle effect, piece. Hey, I'm like, that Whoa. ripple effect on, Hey, yeah. is so important. That's why 
you know, I like our, our era. I feel like, you know, we're really putting a notch in that and yeah. changing that way. You know, the next, you know, the next generations are going to be, you know, get a lot better. They're going to get a lot better. I feel bit like. Bit by bit. Yeah, <laughs> bit by bit. You know, you can't fix everything at once, but definitely there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things being, you know, rewired at the moment, especially in the way everyone works and the way society works. It's really important time right now. You know, everyone's shifting in the right direction, I feel so anyway. Obviously, there's still shit comes up here and there, but we're moving in the right direction. And especially for the women, you know, where you're talking about looking for that external validation, it's, it's a really common thing. Just with even with social media and stuff these days, there's like, there's so much competition. Yeah. You know, I never really fully understood stood woman in that sense like that they are always in competition like i was like come on what's going on like yeah. who cares but women are just stiff in competition with each other yeah. generally like yeah i actually had a huge conversation about this this morning and that's one of like my biggest pieces that i've been leaning into is collaboration over competition like if i sense that i have jealousy or like resentment or some kind of like even if it's a higher vibrating energy admiration for a woman in my circle and i'm like oh or if it makes me feel all of a sudden like then I instantly connect with that person. I'm like, okay, why have I got you on a pedestal? What is this thing? Mm-hmm. Like, let's address it, feel it, face it, free that shit. Yeah, and most three. of the time, it, like that's a, that's something that a, ma- a man would do. They'd be like, hmm, what's up, bro? Yeah. Oh, then the problem solved. Yeah. But with women, we're like, hmm. Mm. Uh, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I'll sit yeah. back here. Look yeah. at what girl? What's this girl, girl? got? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like eye her down, like yeah. <laughs> from a distance. Yeah. Where's this, where's her profile? Give me yeah. this bitch. <laughs> you yeah. know? That's what it's like. She's not a she's she's not this skinny in nope. real life. Nope, she doesn't look like that. <laughs> Sorry, no. Oh, you yeah. lied. But it's easier and it's that that piece of like Making, if, if you can try and put someone down, it makes you feel, you know, puts you back up onto your pedestal. And that again, it's not about the other person, it's about you. So if you're finding yourself in those sort of like competitive energy vibes, that comparisonitis, that like, you know, jealousy, it's like breathe. And what's, what's missing here in you? Because if you can, if you can do the work internally, I like that piece that like, if we all swept our back step, the world would be cleaner. Yeah. That it's like, I can't fix the world if I've still got a fucking messy house myself, you know, if my shit's not tidy, but if I take responsibility of myself and whatever this energy is, Mm. and you take responsibility for yourself, whatever that energy is, we all just take care of ourselves. The world is a clean place. It is. eh? Yeah. (laughs) That's like comes back to something showed up then, like the amount of judgment and stuff out there today. There's a Mm. conversation I had today as well. Like, it's so, everyone's so quickly judged these days. Eh? Yeah. Even though, I guess the name behind the podcast, you know, if you don't know now, you know, it's, you know, the purpose of this is to get to know someone, Yeah. you know, get to know someone, then you can judge them. Then you yeah. can have your opinion. Obviously people were always going to have their opinion, but like myself and like so many others and you met someone, how many times you met someone and been like, man, I'm wrong. Sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm wrong. I'm like, I like, as <laughs> I actually love it because, you know, I, there's things that's come up for me and I'm like, Shit, I'm wrong, bro. I'm like, but it's it's such a good feeling. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's such a good dude, or she's so yeah. nice, you know. That ever come up for you? So interesting on that because I've met you multiple times before I met you. If yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> like there were times that we like cross paths. I'm like, I am someone who has lived so many different lives. Like I literally have like reinvented myself so many times that if you knew me ten years ago, you'd be like whoa, what is this language she's using? What is she wearing? Like, who is this woman? Yeah. And I'm so proud of that, that I've been able to go, hang on, this isn't serving me, pivot. But like, 
I noticed you, that you did this with Sam Symes on one of your other podcasts. It's yeah. like, so, like, what did you think? And you were like, yeah, well, I was like, eh, she's pretty fucking hot. And then you're like, whoa, she's such a bogan. She's so cool. Like, yeah. Sam's like, we've competed together. We know each other. And I'm that person that looks on her profile and you'd be like, easily think, oh, this chick's stuck up. She's one of those. And then you meet her and you're like, how are you so cool? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I've had that happen to me so many times too. People that have been like, in a past life, I try and be really transparent and authentic and real on my profiles and stuff now so that, because that was a, a big piece of feedback. People would be like, oh, I thought you were really stuck up. And like, I've always been really intimidated by you. But you're so cool. And I was like, yeah, I am. I'm so cool and laid back and I love everyone and I'm hot on my sleeve. But that piece of like how you present yourself and how people can interpret it via social media is like it doesn't always reflect who you truly truly are mm. and yeah like I think that's probably another big piece in like my freedom of expression kind of body freedom coaching stuff is I'm like how can you ever truly expect someone to love all of you if you don't show them all of who you are oh yeah like that's we have these pieces of us that we're like oh like Luke thinks I'm this person and Luke knows me as this, but like, if he knew I was like that, like, would he accept me? If he mm. knew that I'm like spiritual and woo woo and I do breath work, blah, blah, like, and you don't ever show that side, how can you have that person be like, oh, I love that too, or that's new to me, but I'm open to it because you're really free in expressing that that's something that you love. Yeah. But we hide these parts of us because of this fear of judgment. And then we wonder why we feel like we're. That's what I'm looking for. Like a chameleon for different people. Yeah. You're trying to put on the mask to fit in everywhere. Yeah. That's like such a tiring thing. You know, I tried that game as well. <laughs> like, You know, trying to go into so many different circles and trying to look a certain way so you fit in in that mm -hmm. circle. As of now, I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to be me. Yeah, I know you'd rock so that out. Who, who right. This is me. <laughs> like, it's like they can fit into what I like. Yeah. And. That's such an important thing Like goes back to, you know, trying to people please everyone. And we go into a room, I'm like, okay, let's just, you know, used to be, oh, okay, I'll be quiet or I'll go over here or I'll only talk no. like that or do that. I'm like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. This is me. Because the thing is, like, you're attracting people in based on that part of your persona or the person you're trying to be, and then you never really get to be all of you anyway because you've tried to fit in and they like the version of the person that you've pretended to be and not the real you, and so you're stuck being this other person. Fuck, it's exhausting even saying little like oh, doing. Oh, you know, that just lands <laughs> with me. I was like, I see people do that in relationships. Yeah. I'm like, down, down. I'm like, yeah. I see guys and girls doing it, you know, like trying to play. Oh, yeah, I'm doing all the things. I love fishing. What do you mean, oh, babe? I like, love fishing. I'm like, yeah, let's see that in six months. Yeah, like, and then yeah, I see them and then they have to take all the masks off and like stop talking like that. And then I'm like, them talk to them. They're like, how's your relationship going? It's fucked up. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, my partner learned quite early on in the piece that I actually don't like basketball. I did. He loves you know, basketball, hey. Loves he loves basketball. basketball. And I had the jerseys. <laughs> like, I used to wear it, you know, for fashion. Like, I'd have my basketball jersey and think I was all cool. And, you know, I knew a little bit. I like, I know who Michael Jordan is. <laughs> but he'd be like. I got a Lakers jacket. <laughs> yeah, I got a Lakers jersey. Like, And he'd we'd go and he'd be like, oh, the basketball's on. I'd be like, ah. Yay, let's go do that. <laughs> I and could see like, you doing that too. <laughs> Sink down. And so, yeah, we got to a point where I'm like, look, I better be real honest. Like, I don't like basketball. Excuse me, <laughs> It can one. be your thing. Yeah. yeah. 
but we all do it. We all like it's that you know you just don't want to leave when when you connect with someone. You're like, oh man, I just I really want to leave a good impression on this person. Yeah. And you do sometimes start to like things that they like as well in friendships, in business relationships, in all of it. But there comes a point where you get to be really honest with the things that you love that maybe they don't, and yeah. the things that you don't that maybe they do. People, are, you're allowed to be different, and, and all of those things are okay. Yeah. Those are all, that's what a lot of people go wrong to like, oh, if we disagree, mm. we can't be friends. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, we're adults. You can tell me to fuck off. You can and tell me to fuck up. Like, yeah. that's okay. You may not like what I like. That's mm. okay. Like, But also like, it's okay for people not to be your people. Yeah. And this was something I really struggled with that I was like, oh my God, not everybody likes me. Like, how do I, like, I'd have this group of people who loved me for me, but there'd be one person who didn't. And I'd be like, <gasps> Got to change for that you one. You got to try win that person over. Convert that person to my team, and in doing that, I'd lose the people who loved me already. Yeah, but I'd be so caught with like, gotta like keep everyone happy versus being like, and there will be people who watch this podcast who switch off halfway through because I'm too much, and that is okay. I am all good with that because like you get to come to peace with the fact that not everyone is your people, and I'm not everyone's people, and it's perfect. I'd rather have people around me who love me as this version. Yeah. Than people who think that I'm something else. Yeah, trying to play in a different lane. That's yeah. so important. And oh, trying to like, trying to people please is so fucking hard, eh? Like when you it's get exhausting. out of people pleasing mode, like when you've been a people pleaser for so many years and you're like, okay, this is it. And then you like, you step out of that. You're like, whoa, come on, man. I was yeah. doing all that to try for that. Yeah. And you're nah. like, I don't even know who I am. Like, who are these people around me? What this life that I'm living, it's not mm. satisfying me. Cause I'm doing things based on other people's values on other people's things that they love. Like mm. trying to make everyone else's happy has left me with emptiness. Yeah. Like you get that little bit of validation from like, Oh, people like me. <laughs> but other than that, like, do you like you? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like you do now. I do now. Yeah. But back then. Nah, 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 nah me either. No. I like, I fucking love me now. Oh yeah. But shit. back then, like, I, after all of the masks were taken off and all of my fans had gone away, all the people I'd please, I was still going home alone and I was still like, I don't know who I am. I can't call in like my, my king because I'm 10, 20 different people for 10, 20 different people. And I was like, I'm not happy. I'm not doing the things that I love because I'm doing the things that these people love. Like for, for years I was out clubbing, drinking, doing drugs, like hated it. I would pretend to drink. Like I would buy drinks and then like hold the same drink like all night because oh, I wanted fuck, to fit really? in with Wish. people who drank, but I didn't like <laughs> drinking anymore. But if I didn't go out, I didn't have my friends. So oh, I would go out shit, and be I like. I wish I did that. I would have saved so much, so much money. money. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I wish I just like, did drugs and not drunk. I'm like one or the other. I was just full tilt into both. <laughs> but have you ever actually like gone out completely sober around people who are completely shit faced and just been like, the fuck am I doing with my life? Is this what I used to look like? Like, that's not living, Barry. Yeah, I have, <laughs> I have, I have, and it was um, it was a real eye opener because I was like, shit, is this what it looks like on the other side of the fence? I'm mm. here. I was like, I made it. Yeah. I was like, I fucking made it. Yeah. I'm on the other side. And like, my life is so much more fulfilling now. I lo like, unfortunately, I lost all of those friends, mm. but that is okay because that's a part of a life I didn't want to be with. I miss those people. I still talk to some of those people. But I don't want to have to go out and get blackout drunk to stay connected with yeah. those people. I'm happy to be like, 
we're on different paths right I've now. better conversation. I used to think I had real good conversations oh, when no, I get there's drunk some and pretty fucked good up. Conversations when you're drunk. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Why? But but the thing <laughs> like is, spiritual I used to, journeys. <laughs> I used to not remember them though. Yes. But now I'm like, okay, I can have that conversation when I'm sober and remember it, which is better. You yeah. know, that's what I'm getting good at that now. As well. I used to just have those conversations and be really cool in the moment, and then I'd wake up the next day and I'd forget about. That was a mad conversation, but I was like, I don't remember what happened, but it was good. Yeah, I know we had a big DNM. I yeah. was like, it was mad, but I can't remember exactly what was said. Super funny story, but that's actually how me and Lino met. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys yeah. met on the benders. Yeah, so we were at Platinum Nightclub on the Gold Coast, and I literally have no idea what the conversation was, but I was heartbroken over some boy that obviously is not important. You yeah. Know? Um, but he was like my rock. Like he was just at the bar ordering a drink naked. And I'm crying. We're talking about this, talking about that. Three hours, I shit you not, three hours we sat at that bar talking. The lights were on. Everyone had gone home and like security had to be like, hey, you, hey, you got to go. Got to leave. And we've been best friends ever since. Yeah. Ever since. But it's just, so, you know, there's some benefits to that old lifestyle, but. He's a good listener. Hey, I'll he is a good listener. He is a good listener. <laughs> That's one thing I've got to give credit to him for. Let's, um, let's go into, I guess, like working with women. What's one of the biggest things that come up with women? Working with women. In this space? I would definitely say um, it's a mix of traumas. It's something that has happened that has left them in that state of where they are now. Like there's a reason obviously that people, women, get in the work. And it's not because they're like, oh, that looks fun. My life is perfect. So that looks fun. Let's go and do some of that. It's usually because they they know that there's something thing that they can't put their thumb on and they need someone like I heard a really great um metaphor yesterday where it was like if you're going to go climb a mountain and you were going to do it blindfolded and in the dark you would probably still eventually make it up the mountain but it's going to take you a really long time to get there whereas when you have someone you can talk to you have someone you can open up to you have someone who's been on the journey hundreds of thousands of times before or, you know, a coach who's taken that journey, who knows what steps to take, who knows where to step, what you need, how to get there. They know the path. You're going to get there 10 times faster. And that seems to be like, like that really landed for me where I was like, when they come to me, when they come to the men's walks, they're looking for the person who's like, I know what mountain you're about to climb. I can take you there. Yeah, the guidance. Like the guidance. They're looking for someone who's like, you don't know that there's something deep inside of you that gets to heal, that gets to be released, that links to that story that's holding you back today. And when they come and that lands for them, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that that was the thing that's been holding me back this time. Thank you. That's one of those things that, you know, obviously at the start of the day at our events, like, you know, you've done a lot of walks and a lot of events now. It's like you see them come in and you're like, oh, I'm like, and I'd see them, I'm like, Wow, I'm like, I want to see what this looks like at the end yeah. of the day because I can see, I know what we're going to go through. Yeah. You don't. But I'm yeah. like, I know once you, this person goes through that experience and then comes out, I'm like, boom, I'm like, I'm excited to see what that is because that's a, that's a bean that I see gets to grow an enormous amount and just in that day and at an event, I'm like, that for me, that's like that sense of fulfillment. Like there's, there's the transformation. No, yeah. Seeing yeah. that, that. Twist and that change is, um, for me, that's like, that's, that's what I do it for. That's yeah. it, man. I'm like, I see that, you know, to see someone, even the guys, hey, you know, at the start of the day, they come give you a hug and it's like, 
Like a little soft hug, and at the end of the day, like give you a big hug, yeah. like thank, thank you, bro. You. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, that's what it's about for me. I'm like, fuck, yeah. thank you. Yeah, my favorite are the the ones that like they're like, oh, I don't really know what I'm here for. I just felt called to come, and you're like, you know what you're here for. You know, you just you, don't say you know. it, say yeah. it. <laughs> and then and then you see them on the journey, like I'm just you know open to whatever, and I'm like, I love that. Like, don't come with an intention like a specific something, like you want to set an intention to be like, this gets to look however it looks, you know, like have your thing that you want to work on, but don't create such strict expectations. Cause that's the problem that you're probably carrying through your life. You know, how you do anything is how you do everything. If you put such high expectations on yourself, on whatever's going to happen, then anything less than that or different to that is still a perceived failure. So it's the ones that like, I don't really know what I came here for, who I'm like, oh, this girl's going to get it. Because get they, <laughs> they do, because they're the ones that are just like, holy sugar, like yeah. that that was incredible, you know, versus the ones that are like, oh, well, I came here for this specific thing and I got this other thing which was amazing, but I didn't get that. Yeah. And you're like, that's because you were so focused on this that you didn't see the gift of like yeah. going through this. You know, it's like just release the expectations and let it be like trust that the universe has got your back. Surrender. Surrender. That's, it. That's the yes. biggest thing, especially as a male. It was one thing that was so hard for me was to surrender to the process, mm-hmm. surrendering to anything. Actually, I think that is really a, a male thing that like <laughs> yeah. don't yeah. give in, don't yeah. surrender. Got to stay strong, have my shit together. <laughs> yeah, but no, you get to be you get to be vulnerable <laughs> just, too. <laughs> yeah, you just summed it up there. That's exactly what goes through every male's head. Like, no, can't do it. Yeah. Doesn't look right. <laughs> Gotta, Gotta have be a my king. shit together. Gotta be masculine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nah, bro, drop that shit. Let's go. Like, fucking throw that yeah. backpack off. Get your shit out. Let's go. Like, yeah. Cut that shit out. That's Ain't m- nobody got to be tough here. Yeah. Like, like, but there's so much strength in vulnerability. Like, I think <clears> we had a conversation at the last walk about like the shares. Like, I just, oh, my favorite part because you see it, the penny drop for so many other people. One person starts sharing their story and you see in the circle, everyone's like, mm, oh my God, me too. And you're like, yeah, because your story, whilst the details are different, the, like, the core of it is the same for so many of us. Like I'm sure it's happening in the men's circles too. Like one man drops like his guard and shares and it's like permission slip. But the yeah. rest of them are like, bro, me too. Yeah, that's like, it. Fuck. It's like guys are like, oh, you know, pre like pre events and stuff like that. Like, oh, you know, I don't know what's gonna come up or don't know if it's for me. Like, I don't really talk to people and shit like that. They get there and then like they start talking. And they're like, oh shit, we're all the same. <laughs> yeah, you know, or one, just one one goes. It only takes one. It only ever yeah. takes one. And once that that energy's there and that vulnerability's there and that that space is provided for the man, bye bye. Yeah. They all go. And that's what I think that I love about that the fact that that space has been created for men is that men don't share. No. Women do. We share. We no, bitch, they don't. We vent, we talk. No. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> what do I, you mean? We don't talk to each other. I haven't seen them at the coffee shop just going <laughs> flat. Yeah, three hours of venting. My husband, <laughs> and Jenny from the shop down the road, and I got my hair done the other day, and she was like. Oh, um, the one thing with but, women on that is like, you know how I was laughing the other day? is like women might just tell me the thing. <laughs> Don't tell me how you went to the <laughs> shop. Land the plane. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. at, you know, Bridgeting Stream, I'm like, so many times I was like, just like, hurry up. <laughs> like, tell hey, me men are just as bad. I found the same with some, okay, not all, 
But some men. You want to have an argument? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll be the rest of the podcast because you know that. Yeah, I'm stubborn as hell. You ain't gonna get out, get out of me. Oh, I'll I'll put up a battle too. (laughs) I got heaps of coffee in me. I'll be right for a good 40, 50 minutes, and then I'll tire out, and I'll be like, "Yeah, right, okay." The men always give in first. Always, you're like, "Whatever, whatever." No, kings don't. (laughs) I am a woman in my power. So, (laughs) good luck, son. Shit. Oh, <laughs> but um, shit. What was I saying? Um, oh, about the shares thing. Like, so obviously women talk, uh, obviously, but men don't. Like, my partner's really big for this too, where it's like he's got stuff come up, and then he's like, "It's all right, I've got it." Me, I like break a nail. I'm like, "Babe, we've got to sit down. You don't understand. The world is all falling apart. Like, so I just I need, I need to talk to someone about it. I need support." <laughs> and he's like, "Like, literally, the worst thing. He actually." The thing is, like, if I get sick, I am done for. You may, like, take me to the hospital. I am a sook. Yeah. He will get sick and he will be, like, literally every part of him breaking down and he'll be like, all right, it's time to renovate the house. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I'd be rugged up on the couch. Baby, get me tea. I can't move. <laughs> like, but he's, like, he's just so good at being strong. And men, I feel, are so good at being strong. They're conditioned to be strong, to be able to pull their shit together and, you know, oh, you're emotional, you're going through stuff. Cool. Carry on, soldier. Yeah. And this space is allowed something to be like, we can talk to each other about it. We can do that. Hang on a second. We're not. <clears throat> I'm not the only one who's suffering. Like, you, yeah. you, you're struggling too. Oh man. Shit, okay. Me too. I should probably talk to some people so I don't have to carry the weight of this burden all by myself all the time. Mm. And the big piece that I've learned, like recognized as well is men that do the walk have started getting their women to do the walk. The women that do the walk have started getting their men to do the walk and the communication, like this was huge for me and my partner because we both did the work. Now the way we communicate with each other, it's a game changer. Like he can hold space for me and the other way around. And we both understand each other on such a different level now. Like he doesn't need necessarily need to tell me or share with me, but I'm like, something's up. Yeah. I can tell, I can tell, and I'm open to the energy and he's open to knowing that whether he chooses to tell me or not, that he knows that I'm able to hold space for him to Mm. take some time if he needs. You You can hold him. You know, hold him. Yeah. That's the most important thing in a relationship. I feel like having someone that can hold you, mm. it's, it's so important. It's, uh, otherwise you can just, yeah, it's very lonely. Like, and that's the thing with like these walks, like men are like, ah, oh, I don't always have to just hold space for her. Yeah. I can communicate with her about how I'm feeling too, without it getting to the point of, I've done everything around here and I'm struggling too. And you don't give a shit. Like it gets to be like, okay, before the explosion, how can we communicate effectively with each other? Before the woman blows up at you, before you blow up at your woman, or, you know, the kids that can just Men tell that energy. women. <laughs> Please. 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 <laughs> like, or it, like it just, it, even if it's just silence, like you can tell. Sometimes that's the worst one. The silence is deadly. I'm like, something's wrong. Right. No, I'm fine. Oh, yeah, oh, the both silence. Sides. Oh, women do it. Men shit. do it. And it's like, you are not okay. Yeah. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's, what's wrong? Look, darling, it's all good. Let's just go. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Got to carry on. Got a soldier on. Got to go. Like, let's go get a feed. Like, come on. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm just hangry. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm just tired, darling. I had a big day. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like it, it's opening that opportunity to be like, look, I am tired. I have had a big day. And there's a lot on my plate right now. And for it to be received yeah. from both ends and to know that you can go and hang out with your bros or you can go and give them a call. You can call someone and be real honest about what that thing is, what's coming up for you, why that stress is. I mean, so many of us through COVID lost all finance. Like I know so yeah. many men that really struggled through COVID because you're the protector, you're the provider, you're supposed to be the one that keeps the house steady, the bills paid, like everyone fed, like mm. clothes on their back. Like you're, that's, your, that's your role. Innately society, like generations of that's your role and mm. you lost your jobs. And it's like, how do I provide for my woman? How do I provide for my family? Who the hell am I now if I'm not the provider? I'm not the protector. What is my role here? Like it was like this complete like identity shift of like what the hell do I do and taking that responsibility all on themselves. And you know, I, like I do know quite a few of the men that have done the walk who also went and had that experience through COVID and had the opportunity to be like, I'm actually struggling with this and ha being able to communicate that and be like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this if this keeps happening, you know, and Prior to having had the tools in the tool belt, like I spoke before, maybe they would have turned to alcohol. Maybe they would have turned to drugs. Maybe they would have turned to, you know, anything else like bottled it up, exploded. Like, yeah, so we easy. just don't know what people are thinking if they can't feel safe to share. And that's like the biggest piece. Of now we're safe to share. Yeah, that's it. Just having that space. Hey, so important. So important. Let's, um, Let's shift into some uh, highs and lows in your life. Let's let's Ooh. talk highs and lows. Highs and lows. Which one do you want to go first? Highs or lows? Let's just go with both. Um, I mean, highs are definitely like motherhood. <clears throat> yeah. Man, I've got two beautiful, beautiful baby girls. Yeah. So like that is such a huge shift for me as far as like they are like my first daughter was a complete surprise. And I was like, I remember feeling like, oh my God. I can't even look after myself. How am I going to look after <laughs> someone else? But like the biggest gift, because I wouldn't be who I am today without my two baby girls. Um, they really made me pull my head in real quick and start adulting. I guess you have to. <laughs> yeah, have to. No other choice. You know, I think children are like the best life coaches that you ever get. Because like you don't have a choice. You can't hide away from being a parent. Like they don't, you can't give them a, like at like six months old, you don't get to be like, Hey, honey, I just need to take a week off. Time out. Time yeah, out. Yeah, time out. Like, oh. BRB. Yeah. Be mm. right back. Like, you, you don't. So that was a really huge high for me. And it was also a really low, low for me. Um, I really lost my identity when I became a mom. The amount of time that, like, for me, my highest values are fun and freedom. Or they still are, but they were. Like, I was someone who could not be tied down. Didn't keep a job for longer than like six months because I get bored easy. Um, like I was always traveling. I, could, I couldn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> like I was always traveling. I was always like going new places with new friends. Like I just love adventure and meeting new people. Like I've traveled to like 26 different countries, you know, already. And then I became a mom and I was like, <gasps> I'm trapped. Like that was my, my feeling is like, I can't leave the house. I can't do these things. I can't like, I've just got this something attached to me all the time. And so, like, it was, like, this blessing and it was, like, oh, my God, like, who am I now? 
like a complete shift of friends, complete shift of identity for me, um, which I've worked really hard on getting back. And this, I mean, I know we're talking about me right now, but this is a really recurring kind of um, like pattern, like feature in a lot of moms that I know that I'm like, so outside of being a mom, what do you like? And they're like, eh. okay, outside of being a mom and a, like a wife, like, what do you do? Like, who are you? I don't know. I'm like, shit, so many of us don't know who we are outside of the mom hat, the wife hat, the housekeeper hat, or the whatever you do for work. Like, those things are, like, all we know that we are. And it's like. Sort of. Hey, that's the first time that's kind of been brought mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, that would be such a daunting thing for a woman. Yeah, it gets really. And I'm sure for men it's it's similar, you know, like all of, this, all of a sudden you become a parent and you're like, okay, now I have someone else to care for. Like certain things like boys' nights become less. You get to see your friends less. You don't have to, you know, get to just go and drop of the hat, do things. Like you have responsibilities now. Yeah. That was for me. I was like, oh, my God, I have to be responsible. I'm not ready. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it was like that huge shift in my personality, like my identity that I was like, oh. I don't, I, I can't be that person anymore. I don't know who I am. So I had to redefine that. And so when we're talking about highs, that was another high that I was like, I get to be whoever I want to be now. Like I get this opportunity to like wipe the slate clean and start fresh. Like what do I want my life to look like? What do I want to aspire to be? What do I want my children to like model? Because they're going to role model off what they see, off who I am, off who I be and who I'm around. So I got to really get really clear with, my values and the kind of environment I wanted my children to be exposed to as well. And it was a huge defining moment for me. But again, back to a low, like it was also really difficult. And there were times where emotionally I I couldn't handle it. Like I have had some times which I, I brought up on the walk that I hadn't actually voiced to anyone else before, but where I – postpartum was suicidal yeah like wouldn't say that and this is the piece that I like I talk into about suicide the most when I talk about it is nothing was wrong with my life everything was great I had money beautiful partner like roof over my head everything was safe but I still couldn't escape that feeling of darkness and like I just I just can't I just can't. And for me, my thing was I would get in the car and I would drive like ridiculously fast in no direction, hoping to run into a pole. Like it's bringing up some emotion for me right now. But, oh. <laughs> um, right. Because I would have images of my children in my head. I would have images of my partner, my family, and knowing that I've lost people to suicide before, I was like that story of like, what are you doing? And, like, there's nothing wrong, like, trying to talk myself out of it. You know what I mean? Like, why, like, stop, breathe. Why, why? And still in my head, like, it was just, like, this, like, oh, like, like, no, like, they're better off without me. Like, I can't control my emotions. Like, I just, like, I can't. Like, life is so, like, I don't know who I am. Like, everything's just so, like, hard right now, you know? And this is a big thing, you know, with mothers. Like, we've got a whole lot of hormones surging through our bodies so whatever we experience is like heightened times 10 and so my arguments were times 10 my emotions were times 10 my downs were really down and my highs were super high like everything gets heightened and 
yeah, like it was actually your friend Kat who pulled me out of oh pulled me out of my hole that night. And if it wasn't for her, like may not be here today. That yeah. I had like I was just driving and I was like, I need to go somewhere where I'm not gonna be judged. Yeah. Where I can be like, holy shit, I don't know what that was, and where someone wouldn't try and fix me because the piece that I do talk about through the whole suicide thing is there's a lot of like, I don't want to be a burden on someone else. And when you go to someone who's like, oh my God, like what's wrong? I need to fix you. It makes you feel worse. Like I'm broken. Holy shit. I was right. Like it's that confirming that there was something wrong with me and it's not the case. It's, it's a chemical change in your body. It's something that you can't control and you get to feel it, face it. but you have to do it in a safe space and if you don't have that safe space i feel like that's where people you know end up yeah going going the end yeah you're so right and that's what happens people don't have those environments and those spaces to do what you just did then Mm -hmm. because what happens is when you go into that space and then like i'm like oh what's wrong what's wrong try like and i guess try fix you and that doesn't help anything it's like but when you have that space to go to and it's like yeah i can just be me here like, look, I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Things are a bit fucked up. And it's like, just be there. Be, yeah. See them, hear them, hold yeah. them. Hold that space. You don't have to be like, oh, fuck, let's What's the problem? Everything. Tell me about it. Like, how do we yeah. fix it? What's the solution? Like, it, that's that's the thing that, that for me, in my experience with other people that I've held space for, the moment you try and fix them, the moment you're telling them that what they believe about themselves is true. Yeah. I'm broken. I'm fucked up. I'm like, there's something wrong with me. I shouldn't be here. I make things worse because you're like, how can we fix it? Yeah. You know, like, what can I do to make it better? Like, don't. Just be in the moment just, with some Just be, just listen. Just let, like, acknowledge that my feelings are a real thing. Don't give them meaning. Yeah. You know, and be like, okay, how, like, what can you do? Mm. Put the power back in that person. Take them from victim to victor. Because when I'm in there, I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, and it, it's a really overpowering emotion. I'm not sure if you've experienced it, but I'm, assur- I'm assuming you have. Yeah. That it's it's a really overwhelming and overpowering experience to be like, in your head, you're like, bruh, I'm good. Shut the fuck up. Like, what do you, what do you mean? But mm-hmm. in your, like, in your experience, in your body, you're like, nah, I can't. Yeah, it's a battle. Yeah, it's, it's this battle. full battle. You're and like, so come on, man. You just want, like... Like the most powerful thing that even Lino has done for me is be like, okay, what do you have control over? What can you do? Like, how can I help support you to figure this out? Like giving the power back to me to be like, what can I do? It gets you thinking rather than when you're like, what if I do this? How can I do this? What if this? What if we go see this? You're sitting there going, no, not that. No, not that. No, not that. And it gets like, fuck off. Yes, I just came here to. But it gets people thinking when you're like, okay, I'm here for you. And what can you do to shift some of this energy? Yeah. Gives them permission to be like, and yeah. the first 300 times you ask, it's probably like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but they do. And even if they don't give you the answer, they when they walk away, they might actually, because they know. They know. They, they know. always know. I knew. I knew what I needed to do. And having that that space where I was like, okay. I don't want, I don't want to leave my babies. I don't want to feel like this anymore. It's time to take action. I know exactly what I need to do. I'm going to stop being a little bitch and go do it. Yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> pep talk from Leslie. Bang, go. You got it. <laughs> let's um, let's go. Yeah. Last couple of questions. Last couple of questions. Mm. Um, what's something that pisses you off? This is a question I like to ask people. Something that pisses me off. I don't know. Um, something triggers you. Anything? I mean, lots I'm of things. Try it lots after, of things. As soon as you tell me, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to try. People that pick their nose in front of me. Nah. <laughs> um, I mean, I get triggered a lot. I have a lot of people holding mirrors for me at the moment. Um, but I wouldn't say that they piss me off because I'm, I recognize that there's a lesson in it now. Mm. Um, but what I think what pisses me off is people that do things out of integrity. The people who do things that are disrespectful. Like, more so if you have a specific kind of, you have a relationship with that person and they speak and, and act and talk about being a certain way, like, you know, I'm a higher self and I'm a really giving person and I'm really nice. And then their actions are out of alignment with that. Like they're out of integrity. I'm like, I can't, I can't handle that. Cause I'm like, sorry, what, how did you just do that? But everyone's here praising you for being this person. That, yeah, I'm getting triggered right now thinking about it. Like, I get that sometimes people don't recognize that their words and actions aren't, but there's people that you know that I'm like, you know that what you just did was not okay. Yeah, you know and you're, you're playing acting that game. Like you have no idea. Yeah, they play silly buggers. With and me. I'm like, yeah, don't fucking take me for a fool. Like I'm like. And I think, like, again, this is a mirror for me because in my life I've had a lot of uh, struggles with boundaries. Mm. And so I've let a lot of people walk all over me where I've been like, I've trusted their word, not their actions. But I've been like, oh, okay, you said you didn't mean to do that thing, so I'm going to believe that. And then it happens again. And it happens again. And I'm like, okay, now I'm the idiot. And I hate that. I hate feeling like the idiot. I'm massive on action, hey. I'm like, I just always, like, I don't, yeah, I listen to people, but I'm like always looking at, I'm a massive observer mm. on a, in a massive way. So someone could be telling me anything, but all my brain is doing is, is going what they're doing, yeah. the doing bit. Like I'm so good at watching people do. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing I, you know, it's like when people, like you said, like saying the things, but I'm like, the doing but, bit. Hang on I'm a like, second, whoa, it whoa, whoa. It's like this bridge doesn't match up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and like you get to trust your intuition. Like there's times where you're like, this the I can feel yeah. right. I always say, like, I'm like, I'm no. calling bullshit. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit. So, yeah, that's that's something that pisses me off when I see people accepting praise or, like, you know, acting one way, especially if they're all, like, higher self kind of thing and then not owning the darkness as well, like, not, like taking actions that aren't in alignment, that aren't in integrity with that. It triggers the shit. I'm like, it's not okay. Like, you're pulling the wool over people's eyes and I'm not okay with that. Oh, done. Let's go to, um, let's say right now you had a magic wand. Yeah, magic, magic wand. wand. Okay. You could change something. What would it be? Don't say make this a better studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty impressed with the studio. Magic wand, what would. Like if you could just change something in the world right now. Okay, cool. Bang. There's something that it would be. And I have to, I get to only pick one. That's Cruel. Yeah, um, I know. Because you can change one thing, but like what does the effect of it happen as well? Which one thing do you pick? Because everyone's like, you know, you could just give a simple answer, but then world it's like, peace. Well, peace. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm in the pageant. Like there's definitely a lot of things that are like coming to mind, you know, like when you go through the like fuck 
This is live. Like, uh, what's the right answer? Yeah. <laughs> Don't um, give me what comes to talk. But I guess like what's really real for me is child abuse. Like yep. child abuse um, as far as like sexual abuse, like any sort of abuse to children. Yeah. If I could eradicate that from the world just completely. Like there's no more child slaves. There's no more child sex trafficking. There's no more broken homes that, you know, like yeah. children getting beaten in the home, childhood bullying. Like if all of that was gone, like all of a sudden the world just had pure, just unfiltered, just perfect compassion for children. Like I'm not in control of no adults, but if we have children that are all being raised compassionately and with equality and with equal, like just opportunity, then we'd have better adults anyway. Yeah. So that just kind of fixes everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Good answer. So, Good answer. <laughs> done and done. Sweet. Well, we'll wrap it up there. <laughs> Leave us with the message. What's your message to the world? Oh, man. Why don't you give me, like, a heads up on these? No, like... that's what we do. I put you on the spot. Come on. What's your message out there? If you Come don't on. know, now you know. Now you know. Um, what is my message to the world? I feel like I've... I feel like that was it. Yeah, that was um, it. Just leave us with something. You, know, you can even leave us with a quote, whatever it is. Look, Alessandria. I, Alejandro. Uh, Alejandro. Um, the quote that I like, I find myself, well, there's a few, but no, the quote that I find myself coming back to the most often is one that, funnily enough, at my auntie's house when I'd sit on the toilet, it was on the back of the <laughs> toilet door. So it's really ingrained, but it was a story of like the plum and the peach. And it's like, you could be the juiciest peach and there's the juiciest plum and you're like, damn, like I really want to be that plum. Like she's so juicy. <laughs> and so like you work really, 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 really hard to be a plum, right? You, you know, change your color, you change your insides. Like you're like, I am going to be a, a, a plum. You're always going to be a second rate plum because you're not a plum, you're a peach, yeah. right? But you want to be a plum because a peach, sorry, you're a peach. And you want to be a plum because so many people like plums. But the thing is, you'll always be a second-rate plum, but you are the very best peach. And there are people who like peaches and don't like plums. So be a fucking first-rate peach. peach. Did that make sense? Yeah, that the is. The story, like, I kind of, like, ruined it a little, but no, no. you get it. Like, it's like, I could try my hardest to be Luke Hecker, and I could probably wear the stees, and I could probably get the, the, the Colgate smile, but I will never be him. And there are people who don't like you anyway. Oh, hell yeah. And there's, <laughs> a bu- there's a bunch of them motherfuckers out there. So I'm like, why the hell am I trying so hard to be him? Because there's people that I like that like you to be you when there are people that don't like you that like me. So fuck, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be the first rate Alessandria. Alessandria. So you go out there and you be a juicy ass peach, girl. That's it. Hey, done deal. And men, you can be a peach too if you, you want to. You can be a peach. Just work, work the glutes. <laughs> Sweet, that is it. Thank you for listening to If You Don't Know Now You Know. Much love and respect. Alessandria, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. Bose. Let's go. I'm Mr. Hecker at If You Don't Know Now You Know. That is our show for today. I appreciate your love, your support. Please have a beautiful, lovely day. If you could, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. That would be much appreciated. Until then... Peace and love, and I'll see you on the next one.